welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex, and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to episode one. I'm Sarah Finlay, and thank you so much for listening today. With Valentine's Day around the corner, so many people find themselves single and a lot of choosing this. Therefore, we'll be discussing what's happening to relationships and why are so many adults single. Today, I've invited my personal life and business coach, Shireen Blum, founder of Be You, Be True. Shireen is a self-empowerment coach, author, and speaker. She was born in South Africa, raised in the United States, and now lives in Australia. When coaching, she uses an intuitive and integrative approach, including NLP, which is neuro-logistic programming, positive psychology, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, stress management, mindfulness, grounded spiritualism, wellness, and her own wisdom to help you create a practical and logical plan to achieve authentic happiness in your life. She literally changes people's lives to the better as far as I'm concerned. Welcome to the show, Shireen. Hello. Thank you for having me on your first show. Yes, very excited. Of course I have to have you. You've helped me so much (laughs) over the years, so I think it makes sense. And we need to start at the start, I think, for this podcast with breakups and that's what's happening and then we can dive into dating and sex and relationships along the way which I definitely want to have you back on the show for a few topics later on. Sounds fun. So according to the United States Census Bureau state the 2016 statistics say this 110.6 million unmarried people in America aged 18 and older which equals to 45 percent of adults a single 2016. 35.4 million people lived alone in 2016, which is about 28.1% of all households. And 53.2 unmarried people are women and 46.8% unmarried people are men in 2016. So like just with what's happening with friends and what I've seen around, it feels like a lot of relationships are crumbling at the moment. Why do you think this is? Yeah, it really feels like a a kind of global phenomenon all over the world that I'm seeing. And I think one of the biggest reasons is that the gender roles and the kind of paradigm or structure of a relationship has really, really changed. So if we go back to like 1950s, for example, relationships had a clear structure and women and men had clear roles and (laughs) it kind of worked in a, in a certain way, but in a very disempowering way, I suppose. And as times moved on and we've had such a big development in our consciousness and specifically in our self-development, especially for women. Like you think of like the change that women have had around 1970s, 1980s. So that change has made women a lot more dependent, uh, independent, and 
you know, a lot of women are working, making their own money, taking care of themselves. And so this has really shifted the role. And what that means is that that whole gender identity that we used to hold in a relationship is not no longer there. So we're kind of like finding our feet in a new paradigm, finding our feet in a new world. And, you know, it's kind of like we've become so different in ourselves that we need a relationship model that's going to match where we've grown to because the old relationship model kind of doesn't seem to work for us in so many ways. And there's so many reasons there. Yeah. Do you think that's why a lot of it's crumbling is because women are now finally feeling empowered or is there also something there with men as well? Like where's? Well, I think it's both. I think both men and women are empowered. I think, and I think in some ways, there definitely seems to have been much more of an accelerated growth with women. You know, so many now, you know, with like, you know, 53% of unmarried women, but so much of our society, so many people have experienced divorce as well. There's been this family breakdown. So we've kind of grown up, we're a generation that kind of grown up with divorce and it's changed us. It's changed our needs in a relationship. It's changed what we, you know, what we fear and what we hope for. I've grown up with divorced parents as well and I think that definitely has affected me and also just personal experiences I've now come to the conclusion and acceptance that maybe relationships are just like a moment of time now without even attaching to what that time is it could be a couple of weeks a couple of months a year five years or I could meet someone it could be the rest of my life from now but it still wasn't forever it was I met them in my 30s and maybe was with them until I died in my 60s or something like that like who knows but still a moment of time Absolutely. And I think in that mindset, you're honoring your growth. You're honoring the fact that you are going to change over time, which is what happens to relationships, especially if we marry really young, like in our 20s, where we don't really have, you know, we don't really know ourselves. We haven't kind of dealt with our stuff, our pain, our healing. And so many people are going through this healing process. And so what that means, like what you're saying there is like you're living in the now. You're living in this moment of this relationship suits who I am now. And I think so many people in the past came with this idea of happily ever after, you know, that I was going to meet my princess or I was going to meet my prince charming and we were going to live happily ever after like the fairy tales had shown us. And, you know, we all kind of know that that is an illusion and, and, you know, was a cartoon to start with and should have stayed as that, you know, because in the real life, it doesn't necessarily work that way. And, you know, we're, I think for so many women, we're not looking for our Prince Charming anymore. And for so many men, they're not looking for the princess anymore. So that whole past model was based on codependency, needing each other and needing to be loved where, and needing to be provided for, or taken care of where now it's about how are you going to help me on my growth? How are you going to fulfill me? How are you going to make me be a better person? Or how are we how going to help each person? other maybe as well? Exactly. So it's both exactly. ways, right? It's equal. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that codependency is very much like an ego mindset for sure, which is coming Absolutely. out of fear. Yes. And it comes from that I need you to love me, that whole kind of Jerry Maguire philosophy of you complete me. Yeah. You know, I think that that's what's really changing. So I've got something to add to that, actually. Is that also a reflection that maybe that person that maybe feels like that 
is lacking a little bit of authentic self-love and, you know, I'm not talking about arrogance or anything but self-love for themselves that they feel that they need that other person in the relationship or that they're dating to, like, love them? Absolutely. Well, self-love is that opposite mindset of the ego mindset, opposite mindset of needing to be loved. Because if you have healthy self-love, which really means you accept all your parts, you you really believe in yourself, you respect yourself, you know what you want, and you're honoring your core values, that's truly self-love. It's not coming from a place of need. So if you are in a relationship where one person's on this accelerated growth and one person's still kind of needy, it's kind of like a, a values clash and a mismatch of energy that what's going to happen is one person's going to feel completely drained and unfulfilled and possibly used. And, you know, the other person's going to just kind of be, so neither one is going to grow and you're going to end up feeling really frustrated, really stuck, really lost, really feeling like, is this the future that I want with the person? You know, we have this ability now to choose to, you know, for both men and women, there's such a variety of choice. And in some ways that's fantastic. And in some ways it's kind of, you know, it, 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 it's it's disabling because it gets so kind of overwhelming. You know, why should we settle down when we've got so much yeah, choice? Yeah, grass is greener on the other side, which is also very dangerous. But that can be coming from an ego um, intention motivation as well as opposed to, you know, the love motivation, um, self-love motivation or essence motivation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like what a lot of people are looking for is a lot more of a soul connection. Yes. And, you know, from a soul connection, it's not based on, again, those ego needs. And if, you know, when we find this relationship that really serves the soul, you know, then we feel elevated in it. We feel that, okay, I can still be my independent self in this person, with this person, I can still have kind of freedom. And by freedom, I mean, you know, just kind of space, not neediness. And, you know, it, it, this all comes from a space of self-healing. Mm. It comes from a space. And I think that the reason why so many of us are going through issues in our relationships is because we're going through this time where our healing is dependent on the world's growth, right? Mm. For us to shift paradigms, it's like, you know, that Einstein quote, Einstein said, we can't fix a problem with the same mind that created the problem. Yes, so we I like to say insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, you know, that was his definition of insanity. And it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like we can't create a new relationship based on the model, right? The old model. We can't fix that old model if we're going in with the same kind of mindset and same kind of thoughts. So you know, I think that the, having the space right now to be single and to heal is really, really crucial. And, you know, by heal, I mean giving yourself a space to have self-reflection, to go within, to get to know yourself, to, to get through the to get through the trauma and the pain i think so many of us have experienced whatever it is childhood childhood trauma and 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 you know childhood trauma can be you know as slight as you know schoolyard bullying to to sexual abuse and there's so many people that have experienced pain and pain is stuck in you know stuck in us in our own cellular level affecting how we move around relationships because what happens when we get into a relationship, a relationship is such a, 
emotionally vulnerable platform. You know, it's where we are our most vulnerable. We are our most we are our most open, most exposed, and it's kind of like here's my heart. You know, so for so many of us, we stay protected. We're not showing our full self. We're not prepared to get that vulnerable because we're so scared to go through that pain again. Yeah, I agree. And I also think the first stage of getting comfortable with vulnerability is even just being vulnerable with people, right? I I went through that myself. I went through this massive breakup um, and I was always the strong one, the tough one, and always looked out for everyone else. And it was the first time in my life that I just crumbled to my knees and was completely vulnerable and I was just so weak that I had no, like there wasn't a choice. I actually had no strength to be any other way. But it was a beautiful lesson in how many people stepped forth and helped me. I'd say at least like 30 to 50 people. You were definitely one of them. And that's when I learned that it was okay to be vulnerable even though I was petrified of it. Um, But since then it's been a beautiful lesson and it is okay to be vulnerable even though it's, really really scary and that and that's been authentic so I definitely um advise people to opening up your heart and allowing yourself to be vulnerable because that's what people relate to right is when you're being true absolutely and absolutely and that's what's really going to shift our relationship model because being vulnerable means that you're really just being your true self you're not Mm. guarded you're not coming from that self-protection. You're having the courage to be you and to be authentic. And it does take a lot of courage to put yourself out there. But if we kind of shift our mindset of where a relationship is not a place to fulfill us, but a platform to be our best self, then Mm. the whole game plan changes, right? Because now it's like, well, I'm going to be vulnerable because vulnerability is going to show my true self. And that is now going to be my best self. Yes. Right? Definitely. Definitely. Because then we, like you said, we come from a much more heart-centered place. And if our relationships will shift to a more heart-centered place of and, and a platform where we can really have that truth, they'll fulfill us on a much greater, deeper level. Yeah. I've got, I've got another question, which will skip past a couple of others that I had, but I think it's important for what we're talking about now. Um, with my personal experience as well, I've learned that acceptance is really really important acceptance of yourself which is self-love and acceptance of your situation and acceptance of where you're at now and I also want to add to that situation acceptance if a relationship doesn't work out either accepting that it gave you what it gave you for that time and I'm a strong believer in taking the lessons and the blessings out of whatever the situation was use it as a growth period and move on and to not be scared that if you're vulnerable and maybe the other person can't handle it, it's just not right. And having the acceptance yeah, like that's not right. We're not on the right Well, level. I think so many people, absolutely, and so many people stay in a space of grief, you know, yeah. when we've lost a relationship and we stay, you know, like if you, so many people that I've coached are still stuck in their first heartbreak. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, oh, yes. she did a number on me and now I'm never going to let that happen again or, you know, and, and so, you know, staying in that space and holding on to that pain doesn't let you move forward and reach acceptance, which is really like the final stage of, of releasing and letting go and coming into grief. And it, again, it's like it, that mindset of, of what you looked at. I think so many people push a relationship and say, 
we have to make this work and you know, mm. we have to stay together for our kids or we have to stay together for our family or, you know, like, I, you know, I won't let you reject me or I can't let you abandon me and I'm scared to be alone. So I'd rather stay in a relationship rather than be alone. I think if we're coming from that intention, it really blocks our potential because, you know, your story is a beautiful example of that. When you accepted, you know, what was so traumatic to you at the time, yet, you know, you took those sour lemons and just added a bit of tequila and had a whole <laughs> lot of fun, right? I mean, it was Created like, this is going to be the best. Well, it was, you know, you, you took that experience and said, you know, I'm going to make this the best thing in my life, which you did. You allowed yourself to follow your heart, move to LA, follow your dreams, you know, create what you wanted. And that's opened you to your, you know, soul calling. Totally. And the other thing that I also think about it as well, if I was still in that relationship now, it's been two and a half years about something like that. I have met so many amazing people, like uh, probably at least 50 to 100 amazing people that are in my life now. And I get really sad at the thought of each and every one of them not in my life. And if I was still in that relationship, I wouldn't have met them. Like it's that simple. I would have gone down a certain path. And I think that's really sad. And that's where also I've learned and got peace and acceptance of you don't know what's ahead and you don't know what's about to unfold. And even though it was really, really, really hard, like it's very hard for me to communicate how hard that moment was for me. It absolutely ripped me apart and destroyed me and I had to rebuild myself. It's it's also been the best thing that's ever happened as well because I've learned the biggest lessons and I've had the most amazing experience and these people, like I just, I couldn't imagine life with missing one of those people at all in my life. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a great saying that says, you know, sometimes not getting what you want is the greatest gift of all. And I remember saying that to you at the time of breakup, you know, of going, just sit through this storm for a while. It is going to be okay. And you will rise from this. And, you know, again, what you were saying before is really crucial because when you meet somebody in your 20s, you're kind of figuring your shit out, right? You're figuring mm. who you are. What do I want to be when I grow up? You know, we're starting businesses. We're starting work. We're kind of exploring ourselves. And the relationship meets us and matches us at that time of our growth. And then if the relationship does not allow us to grow, like, for example, you look at where you would have been in that relationship, you wouldn't have been able to achieve your highest calling, you know, mm. and I kind of just getting a little bit spiritual here for a second. I always think that the universe is conspiring for our good, right? So that when things end, it's like our intuition knows what we can't see. The universe yes. is guiding us towards something that, you know, we kind of go, well, I'm not going into the unknown. I'm not going into singlehood because who knows if I'll ever meet somebody again. I could again. be you know super what I mean? scary. And how, how it was painted up for me was horrifying. I was like, ah, single in my 30s and the game yeah. changes, like these apps and stuff, like what's going on? But, but you know what? You let yourself be vulnerable and you let yourself be open to adventure. It's like, it's like you know, Liz Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. And I think there's a part of us that really get so inspired by that where we just let it all go and we just go F it. I am just Completely. I'm just embracing the darkness Surrender. because it's only in the darkness where we find the light. 
Yeah. You know, we can't find our light amongst the light. We can only find our light amongst the darkness. So, you know, exactly. that's, that's the journey of when you really embrace the pain and just go, I'm, I'm diving in this desert. I'm honoring myself more than the need to be loved. So this brings me to another question actually about, and I'm going to add a little bit to this, about when we need, when we know when we need to let a relationship go when it's not working because what I personally learned that if if you don't end it yourself and, and by doing it yourself, it can probably be a little bit peaceful, whereas if the universe doesn't really want you together, it can it really messes it up and makes it maybe a little bit more um, chaotic than what it needed to yeah. be. So, yeah, the cosmic slut. <laughs> yeah. So instead of having to get to that stage, maybe what, what, what are the signs beforehand so we don't have to get to the chaotic stage where just things happen beyond our control and it, it ends up that way anyway? What do you think the signs are? Well, I think it's really important to tune into your feelings. So, you know, if you feel frustrated, annoyed, bored, boredom is a really um, <laughs> good signal to listen to sometimes because boredom kind of goes, you're not going to grow with this person. And ah. the karmic is, you know, the karmic role is done. You've, you've yeah. it's kind of come in for, she's coming for a purpose and now you're bored, time to move on. So that's a really really good emotion to tune into. So really listening to your emotions. Also feeling like if you feel drained when you're with a person, mm-hmm. that person is not energetically uplifting you. Mm-hmm. Also, if you kind of see any of those kind of codependent signals, the neediness or, you know, somebody needing attention, needing to be with you all together, you know, not kind of growing over time or maybe putting their career over, over yours as well thinking yeah, their career is yeah. way more important instead of this yeah. balance yeah and i think that i think that to really do your work before you get into a relationship like really getting clear about what your values are what you want out of your life what your happiness picture is when you have those clear that clear that clarity on what your values are and who you are then the relationship needs to match that because it's when we go against that mm. that over time you know we start to go this relationship doesn't suit me because we haven't honored we've honored who we think we should be or need to be or we're people pleasing because we don't want to hurt somebody or we don't want to be yeah. rejected or blah, 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 blah. so it's really honoring and having the strength to honor yourself and tune into yourself to be really honest, really, really raw, honest with yourself to say, is this relationship right for me? For me, yeah, for me, I've got a great reference point. If it reminds me anything of my um, ex-partner, I know it's not the right fit. So I cancel that out real quick because I've gotten such clarity now of what I want. And also just for me, it's energy. I'm just like, just doesn't vibe, just not feeling the vibe. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Instantly feel the vibe, you know, that your feelings or always guide you. And sometimes we're too much in the head and mm. we get stuck into like the, you know, hormonal rush in a sense of going, oh, but I'm so attracted or they make me feel so good or da, 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 da. And, you know, we jump in too quickly. Mm. Like we, you know, I kind of look like so many relationships now, you know, we have, we have sex so quickly. It's mm. sex, you know, like, and it's kind of like, I always think like relationships now are like drive through. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's so easy. We can just, you know, Tinder, 
go through it. Well, I'm meeting, I'm meeting people that have had um, like exclusive relationships for a couple of weeks or a month. <laughs> that blows my mind. I'm like, what? Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just yeah. Well, a look, I mean, that's, that's you know, it's weird. great. It's really great when you have that click. I think, but if you're kind of, you know, it's like the, like the drive-through approaches when it's kind of it just all happens so fast, and you're like, well, I'm still hungry. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like I just inhaled that burger, and now I'm still hungry. It's like, you know, when we let it build, when we really, you know, just have that, just let the connection build. I think we've mm. forgotten how to connect. Mm. you know, on that level. Yeah, really like that. Really like Great that. Great topic for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> so much to talk about. So how has masculine and feminine energy shifted and changed now, do you think? Oh, in a massive way. So like we were talking about when we first started, you know, if we go back to that like kind of 1950s Stepford woman, women were the nurturer and women were the, you know, the homemaker and the, you know, like, like, take care of everybody and um, feminine energy was known to be more passive and, you know, the one to receive where that's really, really shifted, you know, and men were the provider. Men were the ones that had the tenacity and the determination. Men were the hunter, you know, Mm. women were the gatherer kind of Mm. thing where now that's really shifted because we're the hunter and the gatherer. And like, especially if, you know, you're, you've gone through a divorce and you now, you know, are a single parent, like that really, really shifts things because like for men, they've got to kind of find their maternal instincts. You know, they got to cook, they got to clean, they got to take care of the kids when they, so that shifted our feminine and masculine and also women being so much more empowered and independent. They have embraced their masculine qualities. So instead of really relying on that man to be the masculine, women are a lot more masculine. In fact, that's another big reason why so many relationships are breaking down because there's too much masculine energy. And, you know, there's too much in a sense of too much independence and not enough of that kind of natural flow as well. Oh, well, how do you keep the natural flow then and make sure, I mean, I know that I can go a little bit more masculine energy than feminine. That's something I've had to personally work on because I'm a tomboy at heart. Yeah. <laughs> and I've grown up with boys, you know, I only have uncles, I only have brothers and I only have nephews. So I'm very comfortable around men, not so comfortable around girly girls. Personally, myself, I've really had to learn to have patience with that. Um, yeah. So how do you think that people can make sure that there's not too much, too much masculine or maybe too much feminine energy as well? You know, the spiritual guys that are really on their journey, I feel sometimes can be like overly feminine and not so masculine. Well, yeah. And I think we've kind of, we're going to have to lose the balance here to find the balance. And what I mean by that is that I think both women and men are going to have to go to the extreme to go, okay, I've gone too far in. I have to come back to myself and and find that balance in that. Yeah. They think that I have to be like for men, they think in the, the spiritual man, I have to be heart centered and I want to be there for her and I'll let, you know, I'll be the kind of Mr. Mom and she can go out and provide. And, you know, there's been that kind of shift which again works for a while, but it goes against our natural innate instincts. And we have to find the balance. We have to find the balance. So for example, like I'm all, all for, you know, empowered, independent woman. I run my own business and, you know, I make my own decisions, make my own money, all that kind of stuff. But in a relationship, it's like we have to switch off that role, switch Mm. off the power role. 
You know what I, I mean? I consciously like, do that. I'll con- like my dad, um, I love my dad. Hey, dad. He was very good at teaching me things so I'd never rely on a man. <laughs> but it's sort yeah. of gone the other way because he taught me how to like change a tire in my car and I grew up building stuff in the garage and fishing and changing the light globe and, you know, like all the stuff that men do. Dad's made yeah. sure that I have those skills and now in relationships I'll just naturally go to do that. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Need to have a backseat and let like him be the man, or you know, let yeah. him build the furniture. Even though Dad taught me those things, it's well, great there's, there's, single having those skills, but in a relationship, yeah. I need to like step back. Yeah, and, and and you know you can, so it's not like you are going, <laughs> oh well, I'm letting him do it, so I don't. You know, you can change the tire just as good as him, but it's like you know, you don't, you're not letting that competition and judge, you know, controlling, you know, nature kind of step forward. And, you know, innately men love to be needed. Yeah. It gives them such a sense of worthiness for their girl to need them. And even no matter how independent we are, we still love to be taken care of. Oh, totally. Right? And it's still nice. So still nice. We have to, as, as much as we go, oh, well, that means I'm not independent. And da, 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 as we have to let ourselves kind of resort back into that natural flow to honor that kind of innateness in us and something maybe I've learnt as well is like it's okay to be looked after every now and then yeah absolutely it's, too, it's okay <laughs> it's that balance of giving and receiving yes. you know allowing yourself to receive allowing yourself to give and just have you know I think instead of kind of like a really when we are balanced in our masculine and feminine the relationship will balance in turn yeah, you know, so knowing, beautiful. like even for men, knowing, you know, I need to sit and listen to her. You know, I need to just sit and listen and really concentrate on what she's <laughs> saying and and really, really hear her, right? Because we want to, us women, we want to be heard, right? We want to speak. And sometimes we don't want you to tell us what to do. We just really want you to hear us, yeah, And right? a tip to that is um, like a natural coaching one-on-one where yeah. maybe Shereen <laughs> said to me once or twice over the years of, so what I'm hearing is <laughs> blah, 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 and she'll talk back what I've said. And that's great. And that's a great skill I, I actually use that with work because people – know then that you've heard them and that's the biggest thing and even I've heard Oprah say that um, every interview she's done she's mentioned like when she's interviewed Beyonce to when she's interviewed people that are you know criminals in the prison you know all sorts of people that she's interviewed she said every single one when she finishes it is like was that okay and what she's come to realize is everyone Beyonce and everyone is basically saying to Oprah did you hear me yeah. So, and I think the way to be able to show someone that you've heard them is not all the time because it gets a little bit annoying, but to be able to talk back to them a little bit of what, what you've heard them say. And sometimes you've misheard it and they'll correct it or other times it just shows you're listening. Yeah. And, and, and you know, those type of skills, are active listening, reflective listening, you know, just being present, being vulnerable, being open, all of those tools are going to help deepen the connection, the true connection of your relationship. Because remember what we're after now is this heart connection mm. and, and to actually feel like, you know, this person gets me, this person wants me. Ultimately what we are all needing in a relationship is safety. 
Mm. right? Because when we don't feel safe in a relationship is when the claws come out, you know, and when all that kind of, you know, unresourceful and the neediness or the, you know, men running away or, you know, all those unresourceful behaviors come when we don't feel safe and we don't feel connected to a person. So, you know, we kind of have to be I a lot more though, present. also, just to tie back into what we're saying, though, we can't rely on the other person to feel safe and to feel the connection. I think we need to feel safe within ourselves and feel yes, connected absolutely. to our source, who whatever you may call that, whatever religion it is, all is one as far as I'm concerned, is connected to that source, your source, and to be have faith and to trust in that source. And if you're in that state, then oh, you're whole and complete for the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And look, that definitely helps, you know, to feel whole and complete, you know, however, you're going to still be triggered if that person's not listening to you or is never, you know, you're kind of going to think, oh, well, I do feel whole. I don't really need this person, but I want them to be there for me. You know, that's, that's the difference there is like that wanting a person rather than needing, like we still want that connection. Yes. We may not need it, but we still deeply, deeply desire it it's a human need right absolutely yeah. absolutely but we want to we want to actually remember how to connect to our hearts how to connect that way you know rather than the mind and the intellect and what makes me feel sexually stimulated and what works and what makes sense and da 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 da, da we want to feel this connection and that means really giving and receiving really you know a lot on a lot more pure level just being real and I think those connections you can feel them even if you're not like in the same city there can be you can be between countries and whatnot and you can feel the connection it's either there or it's or it's not yeah right absolutely yeah absolutely and again like trusting those feelings to let you know if that deeper connection's there or not yes well thank you so much for coming on the show I'm so glad we're able to have this conversation today And I just want to remind everyone listening out there that each and every one of you are beautiful souls and to just fully accept yourself and love yourself because you are amazing and you're here for a reason and believe it because I believe it. So have a great day. We'll hopefully tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter. And if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining. Enjoyed this episode of our deepest secrets reveal? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it. Thank you.